see now, pirate of some sort, you know these Chinese, can't get a word out of them. We'd have had gunboats after her long ago if we knew where she was. But they won't say, not they. They pay her to leave them alone, and not a word to us, of course. Rum people, the Chinese. We'll steer clear of her, said Captain Flint, glancing at a sketch chart of the harbour entrance, which he had brought with him down into the cabin. Uh, Now look here, which do you call the best of those two channels? The harbour-master ran the tip of his finger along a dotted line. "'That's the best,' he said. "'Leave the red flash to starboard, make for the white occulting, get the two white fixed lights in line, and carry right on into clear water. I suppose you're wanting to speed the parting guest.' "'Well,' said Captain Flint, "'it's been jolly to see you, old chap, but time's up.' "'Goodbye, Polly,' said the harbour-master to Titty's green parrot sitting in its cage. "'Where's that monkey of yours?' "'Keeping watch.' said Roger. One by one they went up the companion ladder out of the little cabin to meet the full shindy of the harbour as they came on deck. It was already dark. Arc lights were sputtering overhead. There were lights in the little town beside the quay, lights in the houses dotted about the woods on the hill, lights on the ships anchored offshore, flashing lights of boys marking the entrance, and far away out at sea, the lights of lighthouses on distant rocks and islands. Under the light of an arc lamp, they saw Jibber sitting on the rail of the wildcat, chattering angrily at a couple of Japanese sailors on the quay above him. Perhaps glad to have allies, he came hopping along to meet the ship's company. Sing out when you're ready, said the harbour master. I'll have your ropes cast off for you. We're ready now, said Captain Flint. Not enough wind in here. Going out under power. The engine's already, eh, engineer? Aye, aye, sir, said Roger. Goodbye, then, said the harbour master. Look in on me when you go round the world again. Goodbye. Goodbye. He shook hands with each one of them, including Jibber, and ran up a ladder to the top of the quay. He blew a whistle. Men came running and went to the bollards where the wildcat's mooring ropes had been made fast. Aboard the little schooner, people had gone to their places. Each one of them knew exactly what he or she had to do. Captain Flint was at the wheel. Roger had disappeared to start the engine. Already it was throbbing away down below. John and Nancy were on the foredeck, Titty, Peggy, and Susan were on the afterdeck, Titty with a dangling fender, the others ready to haul in on warp or spring. "'Let go forward!' sang out Captain Flint. "'Let go aft! Haul on the spring! Cast off! Slow ahead!' The wildcat was moving from the quay. "'So long!' called the harbour-master. "'Don't run into Missy Lee!' "'Banzai!' shouted the Japanese sailors, stopping their rust-chipping for a moment, to watch the little schooner move slowly out from under the lights of the quayside. "'Tolong!' shouted the hurrying coolies. Then the deafening noise of rust-chipping started again. The pile-driver and the dredger and the derricks had never stopped. The little schooner moved slowly out towards the dark and quiet of the sea." Ropes were being carefully coiled down on deck. Sidelights had, of course, been lit. Captain Flint glanced at the compass card, swinging slowly in the glow of the binnacle lamp, and glanced far ahead at the flashing light boy, and at another beyond it. "'Come on, Peggy,' said Susan. "'You too, Titty. Let's get the supper things cleared off before we're out at sea. It won't take five minutes.' John came aft. "'All coiled down forward,' he said. "'Nancy on lookout.' "'Good,' said Captain Flint. You take the wheel, and leave me free to check the boys as we go out. Keep her as she is. We leave that boy to starboard. 
He slipped into the deckhouse, half-closing the door so that the light should not bother John's eyes while he ticked off the boy on the chart. A moment later he was out again, standing by the steersman's side. Roger climbed up from the engine room and slipped quickly out of the deckhouse. "'She's running beautifully,' he said. "'Good. You'd better put that monkey to bed. <laughs> we'll be making sail later.' Half an hour passed. An hour. The last of the flashing boys was left astern. Far, far ahead, a light on a rock miles away was blinking below the horizon. There was a gentle breeze. "'We'll have that mainsail up,' said Captain Flint. "'You take the wheel for a minute, Titty.' With John and Susan to help him, he hauled on the halyards and set the mainsail to help the engine. Nancy hoisted the staysail. Peggy was waiting at the foot of the foremast with the halyards ready for Captain Flint and Susan to help in sending up the foresail. The jibs were already hoisted in stops, bundled up and tied with wisps of rope yarn, ready to break out the moment there was a pull on the sheets. "'Break out the jibs!' called Captain Flint. "'Aye, aye, sir!' Captain Flint.